a tip for the quality aspect of it is to figure out your cost per wear. That's something I try to do. So if you like your free people jumpsuit have talked about that, think about how many times you've actually worn it and then break that down as your cost per wear. And sometimes it's cents, pennies of how you're paying for it for the times you actually wear it versus something less quality. You might get to wear it 10 times before it starts breaking down. So that's helped me with some of the higher price items. If I want to save up for them, once I break down that cost per wear, I'm like, oh, that seems like something I think is going to be worth it in the long, long run. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. As parents, we all know how quickly our children outgrow their clothes and how tempting it can be to simply throw them away and buy new ones. But with the life cycle of kids' clothes being much shorter compared to adult garments, this can lead to significant amount of waste. In 2018, the EPA reported that 17 million tons of textile waste ended up in landfills compared to 2.5 million tons that were recycled. It's clear that their work is more important than ever. That's where small business and my guest today, Hand Me Up, comes in. Hand Me Up's mission is to promote a circular approach focused on reuse and repair, which is key to extending the life of textiles. Today, the founders Kara and Nicole will join me to talk about their inspiration, mission, and impact. But before we get there, I want to quickly share a resource of the week. Kind of in line with what we're talking about today, sustainability with clothing, today's episode is dropping on Earth Day. So I wanted to share this resource from Architectural Digest, how to sustainably decorate your home. So it's just design recommendations to reduce your environmental impact, but you're still maintaining your desired style. Living sustainably really comes down to making conscious choices to use our resources more wisely, reducing waste and minimizing pollution. I am by no means the best environmentalist. I've always loved that quote about zero waste. We don't need a thousand people doing zero waste perfectly. We need a million people doing it imperfectly. So as always with anything that I share, take away the things that speak to you and leave behind what doesn't. All right, I think that's it. Happy Earth Day. And let's get into this conversation with the owners of Hand Me Up, Kara and Nicole. Well, Nicole and Kara, welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you. We're excited to be here. I'm excited to have you two here as well. So you both created this company. It's called Hand Me Up. I'm going to allow you two to speak a little bit more about that. And then we'll talk about the significance of what you're doing, how it applies to minimalism, how you have taken simple living, intentionality, and woven it into what you're doing and why that's a priority for you two. But before we go there, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourselves, and we'll get started. Awesome. Hi, I am Kara. I am half of the Hand Me Up team. Me and Nicole have been friends for forever since we were in high school. And um, yeah, now we run a business together and do this in between running to carpool and Chick-fil-A day at school and all the things. That's right. Do you have kids? Oh, I do. I have two. <laughs> I have two of my own kids. Um, I have a six-year-old and my um, daughter is turning five next week. So yay! I am Nicole. I'm the other half of Hand Me Up. And yes, we've been friends now for over 20 years. She was my first friend at my new school. Now you just told everybody how old we are. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Um, And I have two kids also that are nine and seven. And yeah, like she said, we're just doing this running our business thing. It's been about a year now. 
that we've been doing hand me up. And so we're having a blast together, working as friends, but also doing our best to help moms simplify how they handle their kids' clothes. Yeah. So can you quickly describe what hand me up is? And then I'm curious to know what prompted you both to start this business, this company. Yeah. So hand me up. We essentially sell the bag is what we call it. It is a, um, pre-loved kids clothes, seven items come in the bag. So you get three tops, three bottoms, and one bonus item to kind of tie it all together. And they're all mix and match. So it's capsule, capsule style wardrobe. Um, and we do that for the ages when your kids are growing really fast in their clothes. So from zero to age six is, um, what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And really the idea came from several things, but one of them being my kids are a little bit older than Kara. So I was always handing my clothes down to her and we had actually blogged and podcasted together for about three years and had decided we really want to start our own business. We were already trying to help moms simplify with what we were doing before. And we were like, what's an area we've seen that's a pain point for moms in the home. And it's like kids clothes. Like I'm always bringing you clothes. You have clothes that need to go somewhere. How can we help this? Um, also come back to like intentionality and what we're purchasing and also help make it simple for moms so they can just click order it on their phone and they've got mix and match clothes at their doorstep that are also secondhand, um, which is a part of our mission. So she literally sat me down at coffee one day and was like, what about this? And from there, we just like hit the ground running, which has been really fun. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's such a great idea. And I think we are in this moment in time of where we're trying to be more resourceful and we are trying to prioritize sustainability and less waste. So is that a driving motivation for both of you in your lives, or did this just start playing out in your business? It It is definitely a driving motivation. I think really the business was born more out of the awareness of what was happening in the fast fashion industry and the way employees were being treated. And then we, once we started getting into this, the waste was, it was unreal. It's wild. Um, how much clothes we get, how much clothes our city has, how much, I mean, it's just crazy. And then we realized real quick, if we can teach our customers, our followers to go upstream on their buying, like we can really solve some of these big problems. Um, and yeah, it is, it is a huge driver for us now. It's something that gets us fired up for sure. <laughs> Talk forever about it. Yeah. <laughs> so with your model, are people sending you clothes and remind me of how, how it all works. You can send us your clothes for $10 off of your next bag. So yes, you send us seven to 10 items for $10 and it's just kind of like a flat to keep things simple and uncomplicated. We're not pricing anything by item or anything like that. So we get clothes from our customers. We get clothes from people in our city just doing porch drops. We get clothes from other secondhand like distributors in our city. There's a lot of clothes around. (laughs) So many clothes. Yeah. (laughs) So for the everyday mom, I know for me, even with my kiddos, I'm like, okay, we need to start looking at your wardrobes. You have too many clothes and going into people's houses before I have seen that one of their biggest problems is laundry. And it's like, oh, you just need to cut your wardrobe in half. You should not have this many clothes. There's really no need for it. I mean, the shirt I'm wearing right now, I wear multiple times a week, which is kind of weird. And I do, and I do love fashion though, too. And I, I, I'm, I don't want to minimize anyone's hobby or their interest, but I think that we just live with a lot more than we necessarily need. So in your own lives, what did it look like when you were starting to build these capsule wardrobes for yourselves prior to the business? 
for me, it just simplifies life to really just think about what it is you have in your closet. And I, I do think for my own personal wardrobe, it was easier. Like, it's like, okay, I don't ever wear this. Or I have, if I had a pair of brown boots, it would complete a lot of outfits that I'm not wearing right now or feeling confident in. Um, but when it came to the kids' clothes, I was like, I don't know if I can do this for them. And that is one thing that I think we've really unlocked with Hand Me Up is I, absolutely. I can say in the morning, go get dressed and my kids go get dressed and they come out matching because their wardrobe's simple. They can make those decisions. Everything goes together and it really streamlines all of that for them. Yeah, same. I've always started with my closet first. So I do feel like the kids kind of got the, <laughs> the back end of it. But when we started Hand Me Up, I was even just talking about that with Kara this morning. I feel like there's this cycle in my house where sometimes the closets get too full again. And I have a rule where if we run out of hangers in the closet, we don't go buy more hangers. We have to start getting rid of some stuff for my closet. And now I'm doing it for my kids' closets. And so we'll sit down and that's when I know it's time to get rid of some things. We came into it with the idea of capsules and very quickly realized that a lot of consumers don't know what that means to have a capsule wardrobe. And so that's made us kind of sit back down and think about how can we relate this to moms and their kids. And so that's where kind of the idea of mix and match came in to make it a little bit more kid-friendly to think about, okay, these three tops that we're curating can go with these three bottoms and everything can go together and make it an efficient wardrobe, an efficient closet, I think is really what we're trying to hit home on. I've always said that if someone wants to get my kids the animated character type things, let's do it in the PJs. The PJs, I I don't mind (laughs) to have that. It, it, that is a huge hack, a huge trick. And so many of those like holiday purchases are impulsive in my life. It's like, oh, I'm in Target getting orange juice. And I think, oh, it'd be fun to get them a Thanksgiving t-shirt. And really giving myself the permission that my kid does not need themed items has, I mean, it has freed up one, just so much financial uh, for me, but also it, it does, it cuts down on waste and it cuts down on, I'm like, I was storing Thanksgiving stuff from one year to the next in a closet. You know what I'm saying? Like keeping, trying to keep Christmas clothes one year to the next. We joke about it on our Instagram all the time. Like mom, your kid does not have to have it. Like there is freedom and letting go of needing them to be in the latest Disney movie shirt. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of my if I'm being honest, a lot of my drive at times is, will this look cute in photos on wherever I post? Mm -hmm. And so if the answer is no, then it's like, oh, I need to change this. But that goes back to vanity and just things that are superficial and not, uh, not sustainable. And just, I have to check myself because I don't think your kids don't necessarily care as much. They just need to be clothed, you know, and some kids do have opinions, but what I like to do with my daughter is if we are designing her wardrobe as she's needing more clothes, I'll go in, select a few things from a website or whatnot. And then I will let her pick her favorites from those websites. So if it's a birthday, for example, it's like, Hey, grandma wants to get you some clothes. These are some options for you. What are your favorites? And that way she has some say, but it's kind of cultivated by me behind the scenes. So I think that's great. I'll go through their wardrobe for a new season. And I'll say, I basically try to make it so we can go one week without laundry. So I'm not having 
any more than seven t-shirts, so to speak. And if I go and build that and there's a hole, it's like, okay, sis, that's what I call my daughter. You get three t-shirts, three. And, and, and so it's not court blanche. And I usually will take her into like a second, a secondhand store. Cause obviously that's a conviction that I have personally. So we'll go. And then she can have more carte blanche. I try to steer her towards similar colors. It really helps with, um, if, like to keep things mix and match if you buy your bottoms basic. So then more of the shirt top options match with the bottoms. And, and yeah, very similar. I pretty much always have a number limit. Like it's like, okay, no more than three. That's all we need. And it helps us stay on track for not getting overwhelmed, which works with her trick, the hanger trick that yeah. works. If you only have seven shirt hangers, yep. then that's all you can buy. Yeah. Well, and I think what you said too about you have some say behind the scenes. I think that goes straight into like mindful purchasing and being intentional about what you want mm-hmm. in her closet. I think that's right. brilliant. I think that's really smart. Cutting down on the impulse buying does make a huge difference. So intentionality, it, it really can change the way you're consuming for sure. Yes. It's funny because with my boys, all of their clothes were my sister's son's clothes because we had baby, 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 baby. We each had three kids a year after one another. So fortunately she had her two boys first and then I had my two boys last. So I'm benefiting from that. And then she's benefiting from my daughter. So I I can't say that I do buy my daughter's clothes secondhand, but my boys are mostly all secondhand. And then that's what I do for myself. I don't want people to hear me say that it has to be perfect. And I think just doing whatever you can to especially if you have the conviction, what are little things I can change and how can I be a little bit more intentional with my money and Mm -hmm. we don't need this many clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably five years ago for me, it just, it wasn't even something I was thinking about. And like I said earlier, like there's just so much power and even just being aware Um, yes. And yes, do we impulse buy and target because something's really, really cute and it really hits home to us? Yes, we absolutely do. But I just think being more aware makes just a huge difference on, I am only going to really buy that item that I want. And I'm not just going to buy something because it's $3 and 50 cents. I'm going to buy it because I really, really like it. And I really, really want it. And that from just like are the way we consume in this society, it just make it makes a huge difference. And I, I think it's already showing just by buying patterns of our country, like people, people are thinking more before we buy. And there, there's a lot of power in that. Definitely. I was going to say too, just like speaking back to the minimalism piece, thinking about like, and talking about buying those specific pieces for your daughter, finding the holes in her closet. In my head, the minimalism piece of it is like being intentional about what's coming into the home so that you don't have to handle it. And I don't think like you're saying before I had kids, I wasn't really thinking that way. And then once the kids get in your house, it's like, oh, we have so much stuff now. So it's gotten to the point where it's like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to be way more intentional about what's coming in because it's too much to manage. It's like way too much to keep track of. Yeah. And you're managing it. I still have some stuff that I need to declutter in our house, mostly in the basement, but that for some reason has been harder for me to stay up on top of just because of time. It's just, we've been so busy, but the stuff that's coming in every day, it's like, okay, the stuff that's displayed and, or that we're using, I'm much more capable of maintaining that because I'm addressing it the moment it, it comes into our house. I mean, that sounds kind of insane, but, but I really try to keep on top of it. No, you're, you're totally right. Changing the habits upstream saves you time during and and the back end. It's like a future Kara will thank me for this one day. If I don't 
you know, buy all these items that I'm going to have to eventually figure out how to hand down to somebody that she maybe wore two or three times. I mean, you'd be shocked how many things we get that have tags on them yeah, that no one ever even wore. Yeah, definitely. I will admit my shameless admission. I have the free people jumpsuit. It's like a big jumpsuit. It's like really baggy and oversized. And I have the free people one. And I love it. It's really like, I wear it all the time, but I was like, I kind of want it in green, but I don't want to spend the money again on a free people one. I found it on this website. I'm just going to buy it. Mm -hmm. Should not have done that. It came the other day in this small, I I didn't even realize it was it because it was so small folded down because the material is nothing. And -hmm. I was like, you wasted $30. No one's going to want to buy this from you. You don't even know where it came from. If it has no return address where it came from. This is a lesson. This is a lesson. Yes. But in that example that you just gave, you weren't being impulsive. You loved an item you had. You were trying to replicate that love. I think that's super reasonable <laughs> to, you know, and being conscious of money, it, it it does matter. It's our most important resource, I would argue. So like wanting to get it for less is reasonable, <laughs> but you're right. Like all too often, that is very disappointing. It's like, if I want the quality, I'm going to have to pay yeah. the money for it. And it is, it's this balance of always trying to find and we we do this with hand me up a lot is this the the cuteness versus the quality the cuteness versus the quality and and i think there's such like an ebb and pool like you can see it on social media right now for that mm-hmm. it's like the the influencers selling the really really cheap items that are dupes of the nice item like you can see people kind of doing this back and forth with wanting quality versus price and us, our society really trying to find the line of that Um, And it's a hard one. It's a hard one to do. Yeah, It's hard because it's like, oh, that's a lot of money right outside the gate. But with the free people one, I'm going to have that for years. It is so well made. When I put this one on this morning, when I squatted down, I thought it was going to rip in half. Honestly, it was $30, which is pretty much half of the free people one. And it's like, okay, now I'm left with nothing and I'm out $30. I should have just doubled it and got the nice one. I always think about frugality. It's not minimalism, but I am a frugal minimalist for sure. Right. Right. It is. It's it, it. Like I said, it's our most important resource. I do the same thing, which is one of the things I love about secondhand. I don't know if you have Poshmark, but you should go hit that jumper in on Poshmark and just regularly watch it. Cause like just recently I fell in love with an ASOS dress and the what do you call that? The silhouette was going to be bomb. And I really wanted it. And they honestly didn't have my size. And so I went over to Poshmark. There it was with tags on Poshmark in my size. And it was just like, and it was less money. And I was like, this is glorious. Like it worked out. So that's one of the great things about these really easy to use apps now that are secondhand is you might be able to find, and it may not be green or whatever, but like if you watch it long enough, you can fall in love with items on like fast fashion, main, you know, stream websites, and then go look for them on Poshmark. Poshmark's my favorite. So that's why I always say that, but Oh, the whole idea of quality over quantity is still something that I really struggle with because there is a privilege to that. I get it. But also that long-term, like if you're thinking more long-term with your possessions. And I mean, I think about that often too, because with a lot of my advertisers, sometimes I'll look at the prices of what they're selling and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this seems a little silly. But again, if it's anything health related, I'm like, oh, well, 
your health should be an investment. I probably spend the most on my health of, out of everything because this is the one body I get. I want to take care of it. When you think more rationally and critically about these things, again, maybe you have to save up for some of these things you really want, or maybe hand me up is more of an outsourcing. It's like, I don't even want to think about the capsule. I'd just rather outsource that to you guys. And you guys can take care of that because that's a priority to me. And I want to be intentional in other areas, but in this, in a way that's intentional with where you want to distribute that attention is to you guys to do that for you. So you only get one body, all of these things. I think we just have to pull back. And then if we get like a long-term idea of it, it, it helps you kind of figure out where you want to hone your attention. What a tip for the quality aspect of it is to figure out your cost per wear. That's something I try to do. So if you like your free people jumpsuit have talked about that, think about how many times you've actually worn it and then break that down as your cost per wear. And sometimes it's cents, pennies of how sure. you're paying for it for the times you actually wear it versus something less quality. You might get to wear it 10 times before yes. it starts breaking down. So that's helped me with some of the higher price items. If I want to save up for them, once I break down that cost per wear, I'm like, oh, that seems like something I think is going to be worth it in the long, long run mm -hmm. for sure. Yes. I totally agree with you though. I do have a few things from Aerie and I'm like, Marty, I wore this shirt every <laughs> day last summer. So I basically got paid to wear this shirt. That's true. It's time to change your shirt. It's a great <laughs> shirt, but it's time to change it. So, all right. Well, this is awesome. Where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you two online? Um, we are at hand me up shop on all of the social things. And that is also our website. And yeah, we are just, you know, like a bunch of, what are we millennials? We're elder millennials. Elder millennials called. trying to do Instagram and TikTok. So like, please come watch us try to dance and hang out with us. Cause we, yeah, we have no idea what we're doing. Well, and our handle is technically hand me up underscore shop. Oh, so yeah. sure, sure. Gotta get that part in. But yeah, yeah our yes. website's www.handmeupshop.com. We really hang out on Instagram the most. I try to play on TikTok. I refuse to get on TikTok. That's it's a mess. Make a great team. <laughs> it's a mess. You can just, if you're making reels for your Instagram account, I don't know if people know this, but I just save it and then upload it to my TikTok. And I don't, TikTok is a huge time waster for me. I did wasted so much time in 2020 on that little app. That's, so that's me now. That's me yeah. now. <laughs> it's really hard not to. Yeah. I don't even have the app. I refuse to get it. Cause I'm like, no, I don't like, I do not. Instagram yeah. is consuming my life. I do not need another thing to consume my life. Well, thank you both for joining me today. This was great. Thank you thank for having you. us. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.